Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. Stand with me all over the house and grab your Bibles. I want to deal with a subject this morning we're going to call the new man. I so solicit your prayers this morning uh, for the Holy Spirit. You know, the Bible says in Romans chapter number 8, 28, we know not how to pray as we ought, but the Holy Spirit bears our infirmities, right? That makes intercession for us. Do you know it when you go into prayer and the Holy Spirit is leading you to pray? Isn't that a wonderful prayer? Amen. Well, me and, I think it was me and Nathan was in here praying the other morning. Uh, We've been praying Tuesday morning and Thursday morning. And guys, we're praying on Monday nights for a few weeks. For any of you who want to come, we just get in here and turn on music, pray, um, uh, seeking the face of God. Uh, But for some reason, I heard the Holy Spirit having me pray that that, that, that I may somehow in prayer be escorted into the very throne room of God and hear the dialogue. And I never pray that. I want to hear the conversation of heaven. And from that conversation comes this message. I don't know if it's ever happened to me on this level. So usually when a message comes to a preacher, I don't know about all preachers, but I have to decipher, okay, is this personal? I always apply the word to me first. How does it apply to me? Is this a prophetic? Because this is about to be a prophetic word I'm going to give you. Uh, uh, You're going to have to take this word and somehow apply it to your personal relationship and situation. And then it's a corporate word for our community. Those are the things I wrestle with because I'm pushing so hard right now to bring unity in our community. And I am having phenomenal success. Somebody say praise the Lord. Would you just help me praise the Lord? Somebody help me. You got to help me praise the Lord. Get up Because you don't know how hard that is. And in every phone call, I'm sitting there with my mouth open saying, every pastor is saying, I'm ready to join forces. We got to fight a common cause. I've had a leading pastor in this community take it to his whole denominational pastor's conference, and all them pastors jumped on board. I mean, the sheriff's department, the police, every, it's unreal. It's just blowing my mind. But it's confirmation uh, of what God's about to do concerning this word I'm about to preach. But the question is, are you even going to see it? Are you going to recognize it? And are you going to embrace it? Because the prophetic word always comes with an if. Some people don't believe that. Some people believe that God speaks and that's the way it's going to be no matter what. That's not scriptural. He said, if my people are called by my name, will humble themselves. So there's always you getting a hold to it. So I don't know how to tell you any deeper of how deep this message is and how much it means to me personally. And what I see God's about to do. So I need you to go into this sermon with the thought, amen, I'm taking this home with me today. All right? One new man. Turn with me first to the book of uh, Jeremiah chapter number 18. Jeremiah chapter number 18. Verse number one says, The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise, go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel. Somebody say one new man. He made it again another vessel as seemed good to the potter to make it. O house of Israel, church, can I do with you as this potter, saith the Lord? 
Behold, as the clay is in the hands of the potter, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. Turn with me now to the book of Ephesians. I'm about to deliver a prophetic word, and it's so important that you savor every scripture. Pray for me and stay with me today. Ephesians chapter number 2, beginning in verse number 14. For he is our peace, who has made both one, and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of the commandments containing an ordinance for to making himself of twain, underline it in your Bible, one new man. So making peace, and that he may reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. And came and preached peace to you which were far off and to them that were nigh. For through him we both, somebody shout, we both. No one is excluded. No race, no color, no ethnicity. Are you following me? Both have access, verse 18, by one spirit unto the Father. Now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Look to your neighbor and say, we family now. We family. We all in the same household. Huh? Look to the other neighbor and say, I know you may not like it, but you my brother. You my sister. You can't deny it. The only way you can deny I'm your brother is if you believe one of us come from monkeys. The little, little boy came to his mama and said, Mama, where, where did people come from? And she said, well, son, God took dirt and he created a man and he blew the breath of life in man and Adam was formed and then Eve and then we have humanity. He went to his daddy and asked his daddy, Daddy, where did people come from? He said, well, there was a monkey that evolved into a human, and so you have the human race. The child was confused and went back to mama and said, mama, I don't understand. I asked you where we come from. You said we come from Adam. I asked daddy where we come from. He said we come from monkey. She said, oh, he was explaining his side of the family. (laughs) So if you don't believe someone's your brother, then... You came from another origin, and you're not Christian. Woo! Back up. Verse number 19, you are the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building are fitly framed together. I'm going to read these last two scriptures, but I need you to do something. Reach over and hook arms like this. Hook up. Come on, just a minute. Just a minute. I'm going to let you get out of that uncomfortable position. Just hook up. Hook up. It'll give you an illustration of what I'm reading to you right now. And really, we all need to be hooked together, but this is all right. Listen, we are all built, 20 said, let me go on 21, in whom all the building is fitly framed together, growing to a holy temple in the Lord. And here's the powerful thing. Hold on to one another. In whom you also are built together for a purpose, which is what? A habitation of God through the Spirit. Somebody give the Lord a great big hand praise right there. God is uniting us so he would have a place to come and dwell. He will not dwell in a divided house. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. He ain't living in there. I ain't living in there. That house is coming down, and I'm not, I'll get killed there. I'm only going to dwell in a house that is fitly joined together 
and I am building a place to inhabit with my presence. Now, you better get ready, Life Church. Something is about to explode. My last scriptures are in Isaiah chapter number 43, and I left it last because that's where I had the privilege of hearing the dialogue of heaven. Some of you may think I'm weird for that, and I don't normally say that. I'm just telling you what happened. Isaiah chapter number 43, beginning in verse number 18. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of hold. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? Some of your translations said, are you going to recognize it? Are you even going to recognize this new thing that God is about to do? Mm, What a word. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field shall honor me, the dragons. Now, this word dragon here, our translators had so much trouble with, of translating the picture that was God was trying to draw. This dragons here, it actually means some type of hideous serpent. Some type of reptile. It represented anything with a connotation of something evil. All right? It's very important you understand what he's saying here. Something that's evil. Something that is opposed to God. They don't care about God. Don't fear God. Don't savor the things of God. The prophecy said, The beast of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert, to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people have I formed for myself, and they shall show forth my praise. My God, let's pray together. Father, Lord, I've been so scared. I've been so nervous to deliver this word. It's so important to heaven. So God, I humble myself before this congregation saying, please help me. Please let us be led by your spirit today, O Lord. Please don't let any other voice but the voice of heaven be heard today, O Lord God. Speak on every level from the individual to the corporate body here to the corporate body all over the nation, O Lord. Let this word go forth in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. God bless you, seated in the presence of the Lord. This morning I was getting dressed, and, and of course we're in uh, uh, election cycle Everybody's got their own points of views and amen and what they think about this one and what they think about that one. Amen. Uh, But this morning, uh, the Lord began to speak to me and said, I am bringing my church to the place to where they're going to have to fight. In other words, there's going to be some drafting going on. There's going to be some spiritual drafting going on because the church has took the back seat and got plumb out of the battle. And we got plumb out of the Bible because of uh, uh, Christianity has had it so good for so many years. And as a result, we've, we've, we've got lazy because we didn't have to fight because somebody else fought for us. Amen. They fought for us and we sat around and squandered everything that was fought for. And now they're taking it away from us one by one by one by one. And the Lord spoke to me and said, you know, and the problem with the American church is we've had it so easy, we, we don't care about fighting. We're not going to engage in a fight. Oh, I'm not into that stuff. Just going to let us. Well, I got news for you. You're about to be drafted because you're going to have to fight to survive. Are you all right? You're going to have to fight to hold on to what belongs to you. Amen. Because it's going to be shoved down your throat. And they're going to keep squeezing and keep squeezing and keep squeezing and keep squeezing. I don't care who gets president. They're going to keep squeezing and squeezing and squeezing. Amen. Until the church has to arise and be the church. And we're going to see great revival move across this land. 
But God said, I'm going to do a new thing. A new thing is something that has not up to this point occurred. Are you following me? you got to receive this as prophecy this morning. I'm about to do something that to up to this point, it has not occurred. Meaning, there's going to be no point of reference for what I'm about to do. That's big. There ain't going to be no point. You ain't going to be able to say, well, that's right, God did this and that looks like that. Because it ain't going to look like nothing the church has ever seen before. Tell your neighbor, I'm excited. It's a new thing, meaning something that has surpassed anything ever formally done. He said, I'm about to do something so extraordinary that the beast of the field, the dragons and the owls, are going to step back and declare, my Lord, that's God. In other words, even the least likely to acknowledge me, God said, are going to be so affected by what I'm about to do that they're going to have to say that has to be God. God. He said, I'm going to make a way in the wilderness and I'm going to make rivers in the desert. That's the reason I believe it's going to have to get a whole lot worse before it's going to start getting better. He said, I'm going to make a way in the wilderness, and I'm going to bring rivers in the desert. Wilderness and desert is a place, the Bible always says, refers to it as a place that eats up its inhabitants. There, it, it, he, in the wilderness, in, in, the, uh, in the desert, there is nothing naturally conducive to aid or to promote life or success. There's no props to hold you up. There's no government to stand behind you. There's, no, there's nothing conducive to produce goodness and to produce life. Will you go with me just a little while? Amen. Matter of fact, it's just the opposite. All the elements of the wilderness and desert stand in opposition to anything productive. Church, that's where the church is today in relation to the world we live in. Anything that's got the name of Jesus on it is being rebuked. You're being called, uh, 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 what's that word they're using? Intolerant. Amen? Intolerant. It's been called intolerant. So, so what used to promote Christianity is now turned on us, and they're pushing us back. We're living in a land that's standing in direct opposition. Now, it don't matter if you worship any other god. Just don't worship Jesus. Oh, it is quiet in this place this morning. Just don't say Jesus. And let's get in God we trust out. Let's take the Ten Commandments out. Amen. And I'm not here pointing fingers who's to blame. Oh, yeah, I am. I'll tell you who's to blame. It ain't the Democrat. It ain't the Republican. It ain't Obama. It ain't any of the others. It ain't uh, uh, Trump or Hillary. It's the church. It's the church. So he said this place is so uncivilized and so uninhabited that only animals dwell there. Only wild beasts dwell there. Only hideous reptiles and owls. He said in that place, right in the midst of a most impossible, inconducive, debilitating situation, God said, I'm going to make a way. I'm about to make a way. He said, in the dirty, dusty, dry desert of hopelessness and helplessness and failure and opposition, he said, I'm going to bring forth rivers of abundance, and you're about to start drinking from them. There's going to be a, a, a supernatural resource that comes, and what's going to make it so powerful is there is no natural resources, uh, amen, for you to draw from. God said, I'm going to cut all that off so so that when my supernatural resources start flowing, even the heathens going to say, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Amen. This is too much. Are y'all okay? Y'all going to stay with me? 
is so supernatural and beyond natural ability that it's going to, he said, it's going to be, what I'm about to do is so supernatural that it's going to attract the attention of the beast of the field, the dragon, the owls, he said, amen, which is figurative of the worst of the worst. It's figurative of people who are wild by nature. Look at your neighbor and tell them, I know some of them. <laughs> tell your neighbor, I'm kin to some of them. They are, it's referring to people who are rude, irrational, people who normally despise and trample on the things of God. Is anybody listening to me? Is that the world we're living in today? Living in communities where nobody has no desire for God, no heart for God, no fear of God. Amen. Whatsoever. He said, he said, I'm about to do something that even them, them that, 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 uh, 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 that oppose me and stand against me. Amen. He said, it's going to be so phenomenal that the heathen is going to start giving me honor. They're they're, they're about to start giving me praise. Those who had no respect of the things of God, who do not fear God, do not care about the things of God, he said, they're going to see the new thing that I am doing, amen, and they're going to stand back and say, I have never seen anything like this before. God said, I'm going to do a new thing. And this new thing I'm about to do is, I'm about to create a new man. I'm about to create a new man. He said, Jeremiah, you go down to the potter's house, and I'm going to give you an illustrative message of what I'm about to do. He said, I went down to the potter's house, and the potter had created a vessel on the wheel. But the, 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 the vessel was marred in the hands of the potter. To be marred, actually the word means to be corrupted, meaning something got into what God was creating and corrupted it. But what's amazing was, oh my God, help me Holy Spirit, it was still in the hands of God. Amen. It was still in the hands of the potter, but something had influenced it to turn it into something the potter did not intend for it to be. And I'm telling you, amen, the church, when it was created on the potter's wheel, as far as the United States of America is concerned, was marred from the beginning. I said it was marred from the beginning. Influences got in and corrupted the vessel. But God in his mercy has still been holding on to us. Oh, my God, is anybody, oh, the mercy of the potter. And the potter would have thrown the clay away, but he realizes, uh, amen, without this clay, my purpose cannot be fulfilled. So, yes, she may have blew it. Yes, she may have got messed up. Yes, she may have got influenced by some racism. Oh, my God, we're going to be real this morning. She got influenced by some racism. She got influenced by worldliness, came in and marred and corrupted this old vessel. But the mercy of the potter said, I think I can do something with it. I think I can revive something out of this thing. Amen. And it's not totally useless. It's just got a little bit of corruption in it. Can y'all receive this word this morning? Amen. So God has worked with us. Amen. And I'm just dealing with this from the platform of the United States of America. For 244 years, amen, of, of, of a church that's been on the potter's wheel, and she's been influenced by the world she lives in. Amen. And corruption has set into the church, and she has lost her intended purpose and her power and her design. Amen. But praise God, the potter said, I'm going to remold this vessel. And he crushes the vessel back down, and he begins to remold this new man. Somebody shout, new man. This new vessel, this, this, this new creation. And he said, what I'm about to create now is going to be something that is going to bring praise and glory and honor unto my name. And this man ain't going to look like any other man. This, 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 this vessel, this church ain't going to look like the former church. Amen. So look at your neighbor and tell him, you better forget the former things. Because God said, it's not my goal 
Amen. To take an old mindset and put different clothes on it. No, no, we're not going to do that, he said. He said, no, we're not just going to tape your old hang-ups and try to wrap something new around it and cause it to be a new thing. God said, I'm crushing this thing. Oh, does anybody feel the pressure? I'm crushing this thing. And this nation you thought was so great, this nation that became the church's God. Oh, help me right now. I'm not hating on America, but this nation that become America's God. Amen. And if she was great, we was great. God said, I'm going to bring her to her knees where the real kingdom Oh, my God. Well, the real kingdom will arise, and, 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 and the church will not be a product of America, but the new America can be the product of the church. Amen. Is anybody listening to me? He says, so I got to mash it. Somebody shout, we're being crushed. We're being crushed. But thank God he hadn't thrown the clay away. We still on the potter's wheel, and God is fixing to take this wilderness, and he's fixing to turn it in to something you ain't never seen. Somebody ought to help me worship in this place. My God. He said, it's a new man. It's a new man. High five your neighbor and tell him, it's a brand new man. It's a brand new man. And the thing about this man, amen. Pray for me this morning. He ain't got no denominational head. He ain't got no natural head. This new body I'm creating, he's got one head, and it is Jesus Christ. This new man, he don't look like the Baptist. He don't look like the Pentecost. He don't look like everybody else. He looks like Jesus. This new man. My God, somebody ought to praise the Lord in this place. Amen. This new man's not a black man. Excuse me. This new man's not a white man. This he's not an Asian man. This man is a spiritual man. And his name is Jesus. And, and, and I used to think there's nothing God can do that he's never done before. But as it relates to the United States of America, we've never been without denominationalism. We've never been without racism. I don't know if y'all can receive this word, but I heard him talking about it in heaven. That God said, I'm going to create a man. Amen. He's an integrated man. He's a diverse man. He's different colors, different... He's diverse by nature. But what makes it work is all that diversity is under the umbrella of one head. See, this won't work in any other form or fashion. It'll only work with this new man that God's about to create. And if I have ever preached anything to you with any more conviction... I have this conviction that I have heard from heaven. And he said, I'm about to tear down some walls and I'm going to make a way in the wilderness. I was right on the verge, can I confess? I was right on the verge of giving up on pastor's alliances. I was on the verge of uniting the leadership of this community because I have been rejected. I have... Somebody say, poor pastor. Amen. And I have pushed. I have been accused. Anytime I tried to do the right thing, they turned it around that I was racist and doing the wrong thing until finally I said, I don't need this aggravation. Until the other day when we were in here praying, I said, let me come and just let me hear what y'all are talking about in heaven. And when I came back to this world, I came back with a new vision. And I came back with a new zeal because I heard heaven say, I'm going to make a way in the wilderness. I'm going to give you rivers in the desert. There's about to be an abundance coming out of heaven. My God, it's coming. It's coming. Tell your neighbor it's coming. It's coming. I'm telling you, this new man. And there's something about this new man. He's not biased. He's not prejudiced. But he's something else. He'll walk on the wet water. He'll run through the fire. The fire can't stop him. I'm talking about the church. (sighs) 
but we're going to have to be crushed first. That's why everything, you mean God's causing everything that's going on? I just can't blame it all on him in that sense. But I can tell you, he ain't wasting one minute of it. Amen. We're going to have to be pushed out of our comfort zones before we'll even talk about racism. We're going to have to be pushed out of our comfort zones before we'll even start dealing with the obvious. So, so, I won't say some stuff and I'm scared you'll use it against me. I need to put some disclaimers right here. I can't do it. I'm scared. I'm scared. Y'all scaring me. He said, this vessel's marred. And yeah, you can still drink a little water out of her. She still could have church on Sunday, but she's so divided, and she's so sick. Is anybody listening to me? She is so, she's, she's just so, and, and as a result, we have become a mockery to the owls and the dragons and the wild beasts of the field. And they have no fear and reverence of God. They have no honor of God because there's no honor in the church. We will fight one another as quick as they'll fight one another. We'll talk about leadership. Can I preach this morning? We have no honor. Well, they don't deserve honor. You need to read your Bible. Saul didn't deserve honor either. But David said, I will not talk about God's anointing. I will not touch God's anointing. And we'll talk and we'll spew our... Ain't got no fear in here. So there ain't no fear out there. Amen. My God, they listen at you on your Facebook. As you get on your Facebook and act like an idiot. Amen. Can I, if you're, if you're my sheep, and my sheep know my voice. Amen. I can't, I, I can't help it that you're an idiot. If you are. But could you please not be an idiot on Facebook? That's all I'm asking. Churches fighting one another on Facebook so everybody can see. And we're wondering, God, help me this morning. And we're wondering why they're not flooding our churches. Amen. My God, they just soon go get on Jerry Springer. Then come to the local church. Oh, I didn't say that on accident. I mean it. I know it's rough. Why? Because there ain't a whole lot of difference between the drama of the world and the drama of the church. And God, oh my God, he's had to deal with a marred vessel. And he said, it's all I got. But I believe I heard heaven say, we have just stepped into an era where God's a crushing the vessel and he's going to mold a new man and this new God Almighty, this new man is so going to express heaven that the heathen is going to say, I've never seen this before. I don't know what's going on, but something. They're going to say, it's God. That's God. That's God. That man that hated God and you and everything that stood for God, he said, they're going to have to step back and say, amen. I can tell you right now, that's God. When churches starts being unified and it's real, when races are unified and it's real, somebody's going to say, that's a new church. That ain't the old church. Oh, God, help me. He said, I'm about to do a new thing. He said, but you got to be careful when I start doing a new thing because you're so used to an old thing, you'll try to look back into your past and put my new stuff on that old man. He said, don't remember the former things. He said, I don't want you to take your old revival and put my new movement on it because this here is going to surpass 
anything and everything that you've ever seen before. And if you just clothe up an old movement, you're going to confine me to what I used to do. And I'm about to do something you ain't never seen before. Oh my God, if I could. And he says, some of you are going to have to be careful that I'm so doing a new thing in you that if you remember what you were, you're going to have a hard time embracing the new. You're going you're gonna to talk yourself out of the new thing. You're going to talk yourself out of the new thing because you used to be dysfunctional. Thank you for that one amen. You used to be predictably dysfunctional. Is anybody listening to me? So when God starts getting ready to do a new thing, we're always tempted. We'll kill the new thing by remembering how I blew it before. And I'm saying, oh, my God, I, I can't be this because I was that. Oh, my God, who am I helping in this place? So he said, the only requirement for me to do a new thing is you forget the old thing. I can't move you forward if you're looking backwards. So, so get ready because people who knew you before are still going to look at you as the way you were before, but you have become a new man and that's not who you are. Oh my God. Can I go a little further? Look at your neighbor and tell him, forget it. Huh? Forget it. Huh? I, I know, uh, Jimbo, Tammy may have cussed you out on way to church. Was that prophetic? Did, was that a word of knowledge? <laughs> you know what? You're going to say, forget it. Just forget it. Just forget it. Just forget it. You may be a 30-year failure. You may be a 40-year failure right now. Amen. You've got up a hundred times and failed every time. I got a word for you today. Forget it. Forget it. Why? Because God's doing a new thing. And he said, I can't do a new thing if you don't forget the old thing. And you keep seeing yourself like you was, and you ain't the same person. He said, no, you don't understand. Amen. I'm not just doing something new to you. I'm making you brand new. That'll work. I mean, I'm, 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 some of us, we don't need God just to dress us up. <laughs> I don't need Him to put a tie on me in a suit. Because I may appear to be good. But when I get home, i got to take all this off and look at Him. That can be discouraging. <laughs> Anybody else have that problem? <laughs> you look in the mirror and say, mm, poor thing. Uh, he said, oh, no, no. He said, oh, no, no, that's not what's happening. I, I'm, I'm not just painting you up to look a little bit different. He said, I'm mashing this thing all the way down, and I'm creating a brand new vessel, and it's going to be a brand new man. He said, this work that I'm doing has never been done in you before. Somebody received that word. Something's been up and down, in and out, but God is saying. But the question is, will you know it? Will you recognize it? If you don't recognize it, it's going to pass. Somebody will be saying, my God, you ought to shake your neighbor right now and tell him it's my time. It's my time. This is what I've been waiting on. Another shot at it. And this is what I've been waiting on. A whole new chance. <laughs> listen. Listen, my God, I'm going to get too long. He said, this thing that I'm going to do is going to spring forth. And if you ain't careful, you will define spring as something Right? But the word spring there actually means sprout. It don't mean boom. It's important that you get this because if you don't, you're going to get discouraged. And I'm telling you, oh God, this is my word if it ain't nobody else's. He said, first the blade, then the bud, then the fruit in the bud. So everything God does starts with seed form, right? And unless you can celebrate every phase, 
you're never going to get to the fruit. So right now, we're in seed phase. Y'all pray for my voice. I, I got to finish it. <clears throat> right now, we're in seed form. And you don't see the fruit. You don't see the result. But you're receiving seed right now. So you got to rejoice in hope that this seed is about to produce in your life. Okay? So everybody get on your feet right now. That needs an, an overhauling. If you, if you don't need God to do something new in your life, stay in your seat. Amen. So right now, you got to celebrate that the seed's been planted. So go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you got to do it like you mean it. Something's happened. The seed's being planted. The seed's being planted. Something new, something new is being planted inside of me. Okay, that's phase one. You can be seated. He said it's going to spring forth. It's going to sprout. It's going to begin to bud. It's going to begin to develop. The question is, are you going to recognize it when it buds? When it sprouts? So many times, God tries to do a new work in you, and it'll sprout. But we're so busy looking back at how many times I've blown it. How many times I've failed. How many times it didn't work. And God is saying, forget it. Forget it. I knew that this church has no option whether we're going to reconcile relationships or not. When I started preaching Hebrews chapter number 12, verse number 14, pursue peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see God. If you think you have an option to sit in this church and not reconcile to your brother, you have missed the entire gospel of Jesus Christ. So it's not an option. Are we going to go build relationships? It's a man mandate of heaven if I'm going to be right with God. Amen. It don't have nothing to do if I want to or if I'm comfortable with it. But I'll be honest with you. When I heard God said it, I said, God, it hasn't worked. As if he didn't know. Y'all ever do that? Lord, are you paying attention? You're requiring me to do something that I've worked nine years trying to do. And it has not worked. But I'm telling you, I heard a conversation in heaven. And it was like they didn't know I was there. And I heard the Lord saying... Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Consider means to dwell on it and to think about. Amen. Because if you allow that, that sprout that's come up, it's going to begin to wither. God is about to do something so new in your life that when it sprouts up, it's going to be so phenomenal and so holy in its, in, in its beginning form that if you're not careful, you're going to be intimidated by it and say, that can't be me. And you're going to kill what God's trying to do in your life by considering your old life, your failures, your inconsistencies. Y'all with me this morning. He said, oh, no, you're going to have to quit looking back if I'm going to take you forward. Amen? You're gonna, and you're going to have to start watering. God said, it's going to begin to sprout from its seed form. No mature fruit. No finished product. Just one little blade sticking up. And he said, if you don't learn how to celebrate the blade... You ain't never going to get to eat the fruit. We got to learn to stop with the little small victories in our life instead of letting the devil turn it around saying, is that all? I prayed to be this, this, and that, and that's what I got. But what you don't realize, that beginning... 
possesses the potential to produce way beyond what you're expecting. Oh, I just heard Zachariah say, despise not the day of small beginnings. Despise means to look down on and be discouraged. Am I helping anybody? And be discouraged because I'm not seeing what I thought I was going to see. You got to learn to stop and say, whoo. Huh? Oh, my God. I am not what I want to be, but praise God, I am not what I used to be. Huh? Instead of beating myself up, Kobe, because I was less than perfect this week, I'm just going to celebrate that I ain't the heathen I used to be. God has begun a good work in me, and I believe he's going to complete what he started. Somebody ought to praise God over that little blade. Somebody ought to get on your feet and just do a little happy dance. Praise God. He has begun to work. He has started it. Oh, my God, I can just see your little sprout sticking up. Hey, I know you ain't prophesying yet. I know you ain't healing the sick yet, but it has begun. A new thing has begun. It's begun. You're either going to water it with praise or you're going to kill it with negativity. Don't expect nobody else to water your promise. Ooh, tweet that, Josh. Tweet it. Hurry, quick. Get that out there. Because <laughs> you know what they're going to do? They're going to hate on you. They're going to hate on you. Who's that such and much? Who they, who, that's such and muchy. <laughs> Who they think they are. Amen. Are you listening to me? And then other people's going to look at you and say, my God, well, they're shouting a foul. They ain't nothing. Amen. They just getting started. But they don't realize you just dancing around your little seed. Oh, you, oh, that's good stuff right there. You just water it because the seed of God has been planted. I can't stand myself this morning. Amen. You just shout around your little sprout. Amen. You go ahead and shout over your abundance fruit. You want to, because I'm coming up. I'm coming up. I may not be there right now, but I'm coming up. Amen. There ain't no fruit on. I know I ain't got nothing to offer right now. So, y'all just give me a little time. I'm going to shout around my little sprout. And I'm going to water it with faith and expectation. And you'll know if the seed took root by your expectation when you leave here today. Me and my wife decided we was going to be farmers one time. Had a bunch of land. We had this, I mean, this immense piece of property, about a quarter of an acre. And we was going to go into farming business. Feed the world. We got out there and... I, my, my, my mom and daddy wasn't farmers. We was pig raisers. We raised hogs. And I, well, I didn't know I plant nothing. There's an old woman lived on the back street. I went out there and got the plant. Here she come. Remember old Zooty May? Son, you ain't doing it right. The kids thought she was a witch. She was old and she was mean. But she was one of them old rough around the edges that really loved you. You just didn't know it. Kind of like Tammy, you know. <laughs> and she coached me through that gardening. And I planted my seed. Boy, me and my wife, we dug in the dirt. And son, I'm telling you, I got that thing planted. I didn't even sleep at night. Amen. Went to work the next day all day long at work. I was thinking, man, my crop's coming in. My crop. I'd come home from work. Ask her. I'd come home from work, go around the house to all of our property. And I'd just fall down looking at the ground. Why? Because I knew the seed had been planted. And I knew I had the instruction from the old school. She told me just how to do it. And I just knew something was about to come up out of that ground. Is anybody listening to me? Amen. And finally one day I come home, fell down, and there they was. 
Them little old blades were sticking out of the ground. You would have thought I had a bumper crop. You hear me? I was praising and happy. We were tickled to death. Amen. Are you listening to me? Because praise is the product of expectation. And I expect. Is anybody listening to me? Oh, God, you got to hear me. Are you expecting God to do something brand new in your life? Well, if you're really expecting it, you got to celebrate. You got to celebrate. Some of you just need to celebrate that you went 24 hours without throwing a cuss fit. Woo! My God, I'm growing. Yeah, you went all day long and didn't jab slap nobody. You got to celebrate the small victories. Whatever jab slap is, I don't know. That may be racist. Got to be careful nowadays. It reminds me when David, Jermaine, when he was bringing the presence of God back, they went and got a new cart. And they put the ark on a new cart. And here they come strolling into town like they had it all together. God tripped the ox. Uzzah tried to catch the ark. God killed him dead. Y'all remember that story? God, what in the world's going wrong? God said, I didn't tell you to do that. He said, I got order. And when you get in order, you can usher the glory of God in. And so David got out and found the order. And the Bible says they carried the presence on their shoulders. How many knows the presence of God is not coming in on new events, new programs, new... It comes in on one thing, and that's the shoulder of holy priests seeking the face of God. Oh, God, I'm getting too long-winded. Amen. But ever seven steps, they set the ark down, killed the fatted calf, and they had a party. They celebrated. you got to celebrate every step of your life if you're going to get to where God wants you to be. Quit beating yourself up over the blade. Oh, my God. He said, it's... it's Doing a new thing is finna sprout. And it's finna grow. And I'm sorry to bring my personal endeavor, because it's not a personal endeavor, because I'm the pastor of this church. We're in this together. That I was so shocked when I started texting pastors that have not responded in months and even years. I was sitting in my study, just studying, doing a sermon, and my phone would go off. Oh, my Jesus. This stuff's working. I text one leading church in this community who didn't get back with me till a couple of days later. But in the meanwhile, I went to a pastor's conference and said, I took your idea to the pastor's conference and all the pastors bought into it. <laughs> Don't mean there ain't going to be opposition, but I'm going to protect my blade. How about you? Tell your neighbor, protect your blade. It's just one little blade of grass. Protect it. I got off subject a while ago. Don't expect anybody else to water your blade. Water it yourself. But also, don't let anybody else kill it. I said, okay, sir, I understand. You still see me as the old man. I just, you just go on and think what you want to think. Amen. Just give me a little time. Just, just, just back up a little bit because I got to shift. <laughs> back up a little bit so I don't, get, so I don't step on you. Because <laughs> I got to celebrate this phase in my life because it's the proof. I'm going to the next phase. I'm trying to wind down. I got so much running through my mind. But there's two requisites for you to be able to embrace what God's about to do in your life. And that's you got to forget the former things and consider not the things of old because this is a new movement. This church is finding the new holiness. I don't want to dress up an old movement. And call it holiness. 
We're looking for the true new holiness of God that is not marred and contaminated with the opinions of men. And God said, when this thing is full grown, the owls and the dragons and the wild beast are going to say, now that's the church. Those that didn't fear God are going to step back and say, I may not want to be a part of it, but I can tell you that's the real deal. That's God. That's God. It ain't going to take no profit. Nowadays, you got to have the gift of discernment to know if someone's a Christian. <laughs> got to have spiritual gifts working. See all through your ugly tough. <laughs> he said, even the God-hater is going to have to admit that's a born-again believer right there. That's the church right there. I don't know how to tell it like I feel it, and I have about stripped every gear I got trying to tell you this morning. But God told me he's about to do a new thing. Question is, are you going to see it? Are you going to acknowledge it? And are you going to embrace it? Are you going to forget all the negativity in your past? And see, some of us are even going to have to forget some of the stuff we once thought was good. Lest we bring the traditions of men. Into this. We got to go way back. We got to go way back. If we're going to go back. We got to go all the way back to the book of Acts. Where the church came out with power. And demonstration. Of the Holy Spirit. Stand with me all over this building. While you're standing. Reach over and tell your neighbor. Seeds been planted in you today. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them, let me tell you what, to some of you, I just preached another sermon. But I got news for you. This wasn't another sermon as far as I'm concerned. I told my wife, I've never been, uh, uh, and she hates it when I say this, but I've never been, I'm not real prophetic. I'm so proud of these guys. God's using them in the word of knowledge. Oh, y'all ought to see what's happening on some of our Wednesday nights. God using these young men to speak words of knowledge into teenagers that's living in li lives that you wouldn't believe the atmosphere they live in. 21 or more came up Wednesday night crying. After the message was preached, he even told them, for, for all y'all that don't really want this, go on down and play ball. Over 20 teenagers come up front want to be prayed over. Why? Because somebody spoke a word of knowledge into them God used them so much while they were gone that even some of the teens spoke words of knowledge in their conference and, and everybody's ministry is different and you know what I'm not intimidated by that I want them to exercise that gift on this platform for us so when I knew this was the word of prophecy I said I don't even know how to deliver a word like that but I know what I heard heaven say and now, if I was tired and weary, I ain't tired no more. I ain't weary no more. So be careful that you don't get so wrapped up in the news and a bunch of biased media, CNN, and uh, that other one, Fox. Don't get wrapped up in all that junk. Because they're just propagating junk. Because if you do, you'll say, oh my God, we're in a wilderness. I don't know what we're going to do. I got news for you. God's going to cause rivers to burst. Supernatural sources and resources. To where the church is going to arise in such a way. That the wild beast... The immoral, the God-haters are going to have to give glory to God. Wow. When they see us step into this new thing.
that God is doing. But I need to help you just a second. Just a second, I know you're standing. We will never overcome racism if you can't forget the past. That's hard. Black or white. I'm not talking about one color. Black or white. And I'll be honest with my black brothers. And I told my black brothers in the back, we're always talking. I said, I'll be glad when it comes a time to where we can acknowledge one another by color and it's not offensive. I mean, if God made me white, I ought to praise God. If he made me black, you know what I'm saying? To where it's not offensive anymore. I was finna make a point. Where'd it go? But God is taking and this new man that he is creating. He's going to be a man that has forgot. Because to forget means I forgive you. Are you following me? Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of all. Racism is fueled by memory. And I'll be honest, that's what I was going to say to my black brothers and sisters. I have made it my goal to dig deep. I have drugged my wife to different movies and made her watch things of me she can't even stand to hardly watch. Over what has happened to the black brother in the United States of America. And she, she says, I can't watch it. She said, I cannot believe one human could treat another human. We're not that many generations removed from some of the most monstrous. It's horrible. I know it. I see it. And my heart bleeds. And it was an injustice that God had nothing to do with. Pious, religious, non-religious men who thought they was better than somebody else. But can I submit to you as your pastor, and I know you trust me, we can't move forward if we won't forget it. Pastor, how can you ask me to forget something that was so destructive to every generation preceding me? I'm not asking you to. God is. Forget the former things he said so I can take you forward. And you know what, Tyronda? You're a born-again believer. You've been anointed to do it. See, the world can't do it, and we can't expect them to do it. But we have a grace to bring reconciliation. We have a grace to make it work. I preached a message at a predominantly black men's conference not long ago, and I made the statement I'm going to make again today. Our white man's forefathers had it wrong. They made a mistake. They made a bad mistake. They were wrong. They wrote a constitution that was perfect. And when they was trying to get this thing going, they had this discussion and they didn't know how to handle this thing called slavery. But the constitution was written so pure and perfect that that very constitution brought them to the point till they had to deal with this thing called slavery. And if there ever was a man of God raised up, Abraham Lincoln was raised up to start bringing change. And they've done all they can do, but it will not stand until it starts right here in the body of Christ. So with all the sensitivity that I can find, I'm telling the white man and the black man, if we're going to move forward, we're going to have to let the past be the past. Paul said, I'm forgetting those things that are behind me, and I'm pressing forward to those things that are ahead. And you know what? The owls and the dragons 
And the wild beasts are going to say, now that's a Christian. Woo! God, that's good right there. That's the real church. That's the real church. Because they're not just superficial. They love each other, Rose. Girl, you are my sister. Do y'all see the resemblance? We look so much alike. That girl is so precious to me and my wife. All of you are so precious. Oh, I feel something moving in this building right now, church. Would you please just kind of zone out of everybody around you and just let your prayer be so simple as, Lord, do that new thing right here. Do that new thing right here. God, if you got to break this vessel to turn it into what you want, break it. Break it on down. Break it on down. If you got to get a president in there that'll continue to destroy, put them in there. Put them in there. So the church can begin to arise and be the church. If you got to break this old marred vessel down, break it. Oh, somebody help me pray for just a minute. Break it. Break it down. God, we've had it. We've had it easy in some sense and some's had it hard in the other. Break it down. Break it down. Break it down so you can start all over. God said, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. He said, I'm about to do something where you have no point of reference. No prior church in 240 years has seen what I'm about to do. God, that's big. That's, that's a big statement. He said, there's going to be no point of reference. People are going to stand back and say, oh, my God. We can't compare that to any era, 60s, 1800s. We can't compare it to nothing. This is something we've never seen before. It's got to be God. Because God is building a habitation for him to come and dwell. Come and dwell. Come and dwell. Do a new thing right here, Father. Do a new thing right here, oh, Father God. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.